Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. It's time to reimagine therapy and what it means to be a therapist. We are human beings who can now present ourselves as whole people with authenticity, purpose, and connection, especially now when therapists must develop a personal brand to market their practices. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm, and this is my partner, Katie Vernoy. And today we have a special guest. This is Jamie Stacks. She's a licensed professional counselor and registered yoga therapist. And she's joining us today to talk about self-care and self-compassion. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you as well. I know you and I talked like a week or two ago. And I had been hearing your name because as you and I talked about, I am big on therapists with this horrible mindset of sacrificial helping syndrome. They give more than they have. They put themselves out there. They get burned out. They suffer compassion fatigue. And so when I was talking to people, everybody said, I have to talk to Jamie Stacks. She has got this thing going on and she is doing so much good work in that space. And so I am just so excited you're here. Oh, well, that's really sweet of people to say. And thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So, I, uh, I love talking self-care. So any chance I get. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about Real Self-Care for Clinicians and what you're trying to accomplish. Well, Real Self-Care for Clinicians is sort of, um, this, I call it a movement of self-care that I want to create. And then the primary goal of that is to help therapists. It's sort of twofold. My mantra is that self-care is an ethical imperative that it's not just something like that sometimes people think of as luxury or we want to do, but we don't have to. Like for me, it is ethically imperative that therapists and any helping professional have good self-care so they can be there for their clients. Our listeners can't see this, but Kurt and I are nodding furiously. We are so with you on this. (laughs) Absolutely. It's an ethical imperative. Yes, I so agree. Preach that all the time. And then the other part is, is that I want to help I want to help everyone, but I focus on therapists, helping them see that self-care can be a way of life as opposed to just this other to-do list of things that we check off. Because a lot of times when I talk to therapists, they say, oh, well, I go to the gym and I eat healthy and I do this. And they they feel like that covers it. But the way I talk about self-care, it's much more holistic and encompassing than just like check, check, check. How might that holistic approach look in a therapist's day-to-day life? Well, I talk about, and when I I work with with therapists, I I teach from five pillars of self-care. And so those are physical self-care, emotional self-care, mental, spiritual, and energetic self-care. 
And so I encourage every day, everyone to do at least one thing, if not more, to attend to each area of self-care. So physical, like maybe you go for a walk and you eat healthy. Um, emotional, I do this in the mornings. I kind of check in. Where, where am I emotionally? What am I feeling? What do I need to give myself? Mental, like what are your thoughts like? Are you using positive self-talk? Are you being compassionate with yourself? And then spiritual, connecting with something bigger than yourself, whatever that may be. And then energetic, like what's the, your environment? Like what are you surrounding yourself with? And is it positive? And is it what you, what you want to take in? And so I always talk about it from that area and advise that people work on all five areas. Great. You have uh, here in November, you have the 30-day self-awareness challenge. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this is? Absolutely. I'm so excited. We started it on November 1st. And Mm -hmm. what it is, it's a self-awareness challenge that I'm posting um, on my Facebook business page. And I have a real self-care for therapist group. And I'm also posting on some other um, therapy groups that I got permission from the hosts to um, post on. And essentially every day I post a scenario that could happen to any of us at any time. And I ask for feedback on like, what would you do if this was you? What would you do if you're in the situation? And the purpose behind it is to help us see number one, that any of us can get into these situations at any time and having some plans in place and some sort of preemptive self-care can avoid some of these things happening. So I'm, I'm hoping getting clinicians to look at them now, they can realize, oh, self-care is really important. And if I do it, like maybe these things don't happen or I know better how to deal with them. Yeah, some of those scenarios are really, really challenging. Do you have any in particular that you're thinking of posting that are just wild and tough and, and really gnarly to, to think through? You have a client that you find yourself sexually attracted to. Ooh. And like in any other circumstance, like you would so be wanting to date this client. But you realize like ethically, like there's no way that that can happen. But you also sense that the client's attracted to you. And like, what do you do? And, and people think, oh my gosh, I would never do that. That's wrong. But it happens. We have the, the oh. disciplinary actions that we see. I'm sure you see them as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, mm-hmm. it can be a nightmare. Oh, that's a good one. It'll be interesting to see what people what people say. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what people say to that one too. That that might be one of the more controversial ones, but but I'm I'm really interested in it because, like, part of like in my mind, self care can help with that. Like, if the only people you ever see are your clients, like you're much more likely to cross that boundary. Oh, for sure system and things like that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what that one brings. And that really speaks to the importance of having other therapists as part of your social support system, even as friends, because there's a lot of times that I find myself coming home and my wife is in a completely unrelated field, but there's just a shorthand amongst therapists as far as like, yeah, there's totally this counter-transference that's happening in the room and all the therapist friends are just like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. I love that because like we can't go home and talk openly with our spouse 
about, you know, what happened in our sessions and things like that. But we, and they don't get it and it's not their fault. Like I don't get what my husband does either. (laughs) It's not like, you know, better than, but like other clinicians just get it, which is part of the reason that I have the real self-care for therapists group. It's for support and for, you know, help me out with this and for whatever people need. That's so great. So you wrote an article called Balance is BS. So tell us more about why you think balance is BS. Yes, I did. I can, that's another one. It's like, hmm, how are people going to take this? <laughs> um, here's the thing though. When I think of balance, you know, I think of equality and things being, you know, like on this, of course you can't see it, but on this balance line. And to me, that is BS. Like we can't balance things. Like I can't leave my family completely at home and I can't leave my work completely at work because it's integrated. And I use integration rather than Mm -hmm. balance. I mean, I work from home a lot, so that's integrated, but I like working from home. Like I do my self-care stuff from home and I'll write from home. Um, And so like, it's not a lot of people would view it as not balanced, but to me, it's integrated in a way that makes sense and works well for me. And I love my work. So for me to work at home doesn't feel like something I'm being forced to do. You know, it's a terrible thing. But trying to, I think a lot, I see a lot of therapists trying to give everything and everybody equal time. And I just do not see how that's ever going to work. I think it sometimes your family requires more of you. Sometimes work requires more of you. Sometimes a specific project requires more of you. And I just think that, you know, I mean, I just called BS on balance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it could drive you crazy trying to, you know, do and, and be equally balanced with the people around you because it's, then it becomes about how am I balancing what I give, not even kind of thinking about how you take care of yourself in that process. Yes, absolutely. That's usually when self-care gets left completely out. Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate up front. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. You've also written about self-compassion being related to self-care. How are those uh, related and how do some therapists confuse the two? Well, self-compassion, um, Kristen Neff, I don't know if you've read her book, but she's amazing. She wrote an amazing book called Self-Compassion. Um, and it changed my life when I read it. And that also happened to be around the same time that I was really digging in and starting to study self-care. And so to me, the two of them can't really be disconnected. 
because you know self-compassion is this idea of treating yourself with the same kindness and compassion that you treat other people in words and thoughts and actions and self-care again that's so so I could self-compassion to me is really tightly woven with mental self-care because like what are your thoughts like in your head would you say out loud the things to other people that you say to yourself in your head no I think I would be arrested (laughs) yes like people say no and then I'm like well why not well because I I want my friends to like me (laughs) it's like then why do you deserve that like self-compassion to me is an integral part of self-care be kind to yourself recognize when you're, you know, when you have that inner bully in your head telling you, you know, you're not doing enough or you're doing everything wrong and be nice to her or him and, Mm -hmm. and and use compassion instead of that abusive voice that you wouldn't use with other people. (laughs) That's really wise. I like that. I think uh, for me, it's, it's something where I, I can tell people all day long to have self-compassion and there's times when I really struggle with it too. I know in reading your website, I noticed that you said that you had kind of a burnout that really led you to feel really strongly about self-compassion, self-care, and and it kind of just says, I've burned out. So I'm just curious. I want the inside scoop. What is your burnout story? Like how, how what did it look like for you? What are the, what are the, what's the inside scoop? Sure. Absolutely. I don't mind sharing that because like, that's why I got, that's why I'm so passionate about this. And so for a long time, I guess I really believed that I was Superwoman. <laughs> you mean you're not? <laughs> even though she's a fictional character, right? And so I had for years what I call Superwoman syndrome in overdrive, um, meaning that I would work two full-time jobs. I would do stuff on the side. I would do weekend PRNs. I had a child. Um, I had a husband. My father at the time was um, ill and dying. I had about five car accidents in one year. Oh my gosh. All the same year that all this stuff was happening. And so for like years, I'd been maintaining two or three jobs with side jobs on the side of the side jobs. Mm -hmm. And like when everything in my life was okay, I felt, okay, I can handle this. Even though looking back now, I wasn't. I think five car accidents is a pretty clear (laughs) indication that you couldn't. Yes, it's pretty clear looking back. And then, you know, after I started studying it, really looking at it, it's like, oh, my gosh, like who can work two full time jobs plus side jobs plus like try to, you know, spend time with their child and spend time with my father. And I don't know. (laughs) It's just. (laughs) I just hit this point. I literally, like, it was like running into a brick wall. I knew I cannot, for the well-being of myself, for my child, for my husband, for my family, I cannot keep doing this. And I love, like I've said, I love my work. And so I've always been enthusiastic about, like, I want to do a lot of stuff, but I can't do everything. (laughs) So during that time, I just kind of, shut down and I started seeing all the classical signs. I mean, I was stressed all the time. I was short with everybody. Um, my employers somehow were satisfied with my work, but it couldn't have been my best work. Yeah. And I just, I thought, 
I started sleeping. Like I was sleeping to avoid, like if I wasn't working, I'm like, I'm just going to bed. I was, it was just, it was just rough. It sounds like it. That's amazing that you were able to sustain that for so long. It just sounds extremely overwhelming. I was going to say it was, it felt normal. That's the thing is it felt Mm. normal for a long time. And like looking at it now, like that's not normal. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that what you're describing is what we see with a, a fair number of clinicians is that they don't recognize how burnt out they are until it does become overwhelming. What kind of advice do you have for those who maybe don't have a full burnout experience like you're describing, but are definitely setting themselves on that path to, to getting burnt out? Right. They're, they're heading there pretty quickly. Um, well, that's part of what the self-awareness challenge is, is I want to bring that awareness to like this can happen and have people thinking about it before it does happen. Um, I have, that's why I have the Real Self-Care for Therapist Facebook group. Um, and I do continuing education around self-care and ethics. And so clinicians can, well, most clinicians can get continuing education for the courses, the online courses that I have, and also work on their self-care. And so I, I try to make it easy for clinicians who don't quite see the benefit yet. I try to make it easy for them to get into that. And then I'm trying to slide in the holistic self-care while <laughs> while they're getting some continuing education. So. So, so there's a little bit of a, a manipulation going on. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit. Yeah, it's like, okay, people won't buy self-care for themselves, but they need CEUs and they need ethics. So if I put self-care and ethics together, they'll buy that and then they get some self-care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because I know for me when I'm talking about it, it's definitely that piece of if you don't do this, if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be able to take care of other people. And it's, you know, so many of, of these helpers, so many of these therapists just won't do it for themselves. No, therapists do not want to do self-care. <laughs> it, it feels indulgent to really yeah. take that chunk of time out of the day. And especially mm-hmm. when there's economic, you know, why, mm-hmm. why should I take a full hour for lunch? That's a, that's another yeah. session key that I can fit in. Yeah. I can, you can uh, make some money on that hour instead of eating. You can eat later, right? That's okay. Or I can eat with my clients. Sure. I'll just, I'll just schedule a client <laughs> with uh, food issues in that hour and then we have some closure. <laughs> But, yeah, but lunch does. is my exposure exposure session for my eating disorder <laughs> clients. Is that what you're saying, Kurt? <laughs> I like that. Oh dear. <laughs> but overall, when I talk to therapists, like they have this guilt around self care. Time is typically the fr- biggest block to self care, and then guilt is typically the second biggest block to self care because they say it does feel self indulgent. My kids need me more. Um, I need to work more. I could be doing this for somebody else. I could volunteer at church. I could mm-hmm. do this. And to stop and to do things for themselves, they just don't conceive. They just can't conceive of sometimes until yeah. we really start to look at it. And I do I do self-care consults, and I'm currently um, still doing some donation-based self-care consults. Um primarily because I want to talk to as many people as possible and talking to people really helps me get those stories. Why aren't you taking care of yourself? What do you need? Are you even aware of what you need and that sort of stuff? Um, And it helps me create things 
to to get people what they need. That's so great. That's just so important. Thank you for doing that important work. Absolutely. I love it. Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. So what does your typical day look like now? You were burned out. You were being superwoman. You were doing all that stuff. And then now you're (laughs) preaching self-care. So what does it look like for you? What am I doing, right? Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I start my day early because I have to have alone time every day. Like that's a big part of my self-care. I'm really an introvert and I recharge by being quiet and by being alone. And so I get up at 4.30 or 5 and I have my routine where I have my coffee. I know you're like, that does not sound like (laughs) (laughs) self-care. That sounds really early to me. (laughs) But but it's good. It's good. So I, I get up and I have my I have dogs and so I let my dogs out and then I make my coffee and then I sit down and sometimes I meditate. Sometimes I do yoga. Um, Sometimes I just sit and I don't ever turn the TV on. I'm not a big TV person. I think TV can be a huge time suck. Um, And during that time, I check in with myself emotionally, like where am I and what do I need and check in with myself energetically and physically and spiritually and mentally, like where am I at today? What do I need to pay special attention to? And then I set an intention for the day. And so that intention might be that I'm fully present with everyone that I come in contact with. It might be that I get my notes done today. (laughs) (laughs) It, It might be that I take off early if it's a day that I need, you know, some extra time. But I set an intention or several intentions for my day. And so all this is within an hour, hour and a half. And then I wake my family up and I make breakfast and, and make lunch, make lunches and um, get everybody, get my, I only have one daughter. I get her off to school um, if it's my day to take her. And then I always get to the office early so that I can have some time to settle in here before I have to start immediately working. Cause I, it, I like about 30 minutes, but I need at least 15 minutes to not feel overwhelmed. And, you know, my day, it depends on what what I'm doing that day. You know, some days I see clients most of the day. Some days I'm working on courses or on like things like my self-awareness challenge. Um, I'm in the process of writing a book. So sometimes I'm writing. Um, So it kind of varies from day to day. But I make sure that at different times throughout the day I stop. And I go walk around the building and I stay hydrated. Like that's a big one for me. I always have a big cup of water that I keep with me. Um, I make sure that I eat. I make sure I get some kind of exercise on most days of the week. Um, Taking mindful moments to check in with my intention that I set and to check in with how am I talking to myself and how am I thinking. The things basically that I ask my clients to do, I, I try really hard to implement myself um, on a daily basis. So you're really and, walking your talk. 
I'm trying my best now, you know, (laughs) one day it's not perfect, right? I'm human. But, but on most days I do get these things in because I feel so much better, so much better. A big thing for me is staying caught up. So I usually will stay after my sessions. If I don't get notes, I try to end my sessions 50 minutes so that I can do my notes in between Mm -hmm. sessions. But if, if that doesn't happen, then I, I will stay a little bit after because for me, that self-care, like getting my notes done so I can go home and that part of my day is done. Because when I talk to people about self-care, it's like it's not always the fun stuff. Sometimes it's the stuff like getting your notes done and like cleaning your garage out because it's interfering with your energy and space, you know, cleaning your house, you know, some of this stuff I see as self-care, but it's, it's not really fun self-care, <laughs> but when you do it, your life overall runs smoother and easier and, it, and, it's, and it's just better. Um, I think that's so important because I think with the, uh, the piece that I think a lot of people get feel guilty about is the decadent self-care but when you include self-care as everything that supports you in functioning at your highest level that can include exercise which not everybody enjoys that include some of these chores you talked about and so when self-care really becomes more integrated to use your phrase it yeah. is something where it doesn't have to be guilt-ridden because you're not doing decadent stuff you're just keeping yourself functioning in a way sure. that will support the work that you want to do, the help you want to give to your family members, all of that. So I, I love that description of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, another thing that I find that's super important in my day is routines and rituals. So like my routine in the morning. And then when I come home in the evenings, I have a routine where I go to my room for just a few minutes and I change clothes and I either take a shower or wash my makeup off and I'm literally like I wash the day off and I do kind of this energetic clearing of like now I'm in a different space. And so even if I work at home that evening working on something else, it's a different work than I was doing specifically one on one with clients. And so I encourage people to come up with their and most of us have these routines and rituals. We just might not be aware that we're mm-hmm. doing them. That's what they are. Yeah, they really need to be conscious, don't they? Yes. Yes. If they become conscious and you're aware of them and you do them, that just the awareness, again, I think self-awareness is so important. Just like I do that and that is important to me. Yeah. So you post a lot about coffee. (laughs) And and now I'm hearing that you wake up super early in the morning. But I guess the question I have is how much coffee is too much coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I get up in the morning and I drink coffee, probably two or three cups. And then I have a cup or two when I get to work and then I'm done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually drink it past, past the morning unless I'm like really, really tired or something, but there can be definitely too much coffee. Um, <laughs> however, there, you know what, you have to have some coffee. Like it's, it's, it is, it's a part of my routine. Oh, it's a beautiful, adult, beautiful part of a morning routine. It's my adult, <laughs> I know, caffeine, caffeine just in coffee. Like I don't drink Cokes or anything, but just, yeah, that, that's my, that's my indulgence, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jamie. I'm going to give you a chance here to push your connections, your social medias, uh, the real self-care for clinicians group. Where can people find you online and find out more about you and your practice? 
Well, they can um, request to join the Real Self-Care for Therapists Facebook page. Just type in um, Real Self-Care for Therapists and ask to join and I'll approve you. There's a few questions there just to make sure that we're getting clinicians or people who are in school to be clinicians in there because it is exclusive, exclusively for that. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Jamie Stacks or Jamie L. Summer Stacks Real, uh, Real Self-Care. And I have a website, www.jamiestacks.com. And on that, I have a free self-care for therapists continuing education course that anybody can hop on there and take. I have a free stuff page, and that's the first offering that I have. And it is NBCC approved, um, one free hour um, of self-care for therapists. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's free. You need to use, right? So <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yes. Thank- and I also have my other offerings on the website as well. So. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. We just had a blast talking with you and so much good advice about integrating self care, self compassion, and self awareness into your life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And we want to hear from all of you about how you self-care in your lives. So visit our Facebook page and leave your self-care tips for us. We'll hopefully bring those up in future episodes. And if you are coming to the Evolution of Psychotherapy Conference in December, please stop by our table and we might even grab you to appear on one of our future episodes. So until next time, I'm Kurt Widhelm. This is Katie Vernoy. And a very special thank you to Jamie Stacks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code modern gets you two free months.